0: Welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer.
1: And I'm still a Liquor Box.
0: And welcome to the joyous program compared to a week ago, which was the funeral program. What a difference a week makes in the world of sports. Uh, We are so jazzed here at Jag Bags. That we're going to skip entire sections of the podcast that you, the listener, have come to rely on us for every week, uh, just to concentrate on this wild and amazing week of sports. So we won't, so we are listening live. Yes, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. You are listening live (laughs) from Liquor Box, where. Len is still occupying his seat next to Matthew Nicholson. <laughs> they have been dancing the night away, celebrating an incredible day of sports. Uh, so incredible that we're going to skip sections just to focus on the incredible parts. Um, we won't be doing our, I recommend section and we won't be doing our Oscar Uh, recommendations we'll pick those up next week so that we can really focus on the following the kansas city chiefs are once again the super bowl champions we've got all of the breakdown for you uh college hoops wow the illini continue to fly under the radar but they're right in the thick of things But the story of the Big Ten has to be the plucky, unbelievable Northwestern Wildcats who just knocked off the number one team in the nation for the first time in school history. We've got you covered on that. We'll also be talking the NBA uh, and the trade deadline that passed. We'll be talking the Chicago Sky and what's new with them. And we will also talk the life and the career very briefly uh, of a music legend, a true music legend who passed away this week, Burt Bacharach. And uh, Len has his thoughts. I, of course, love Burt Bacharach. After realizing that he sneaked in to see jazz shows, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've always liked. In fact, I saw him live. Much I mean, like thought-
1: Beve, he used a fake ID to sneak into jazz shows when oh, I- he wasn't <laughs> old enough to go to them. <laughs>
0: And finally, we'll do Rolling Stone Top 500 and Len's own personal Top 500 uh, album. So it should be a fun one. Let's go right to it. Super Bowl. As The Onion said, this will be the very last enjoyable Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl (laughs) triumph. The backlash, you can already see it seeping through, but uh, not enough to spoil our enjoyment the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was named MVP of the game, and a great game. It was uh, really exciting. Um, Len, what are your overall thoughts on the game? And then I have a Super Bowl trivia question for you. Another Super Bowl history trivia question for you.
1: Well, I wrote down a couple things. One is both quarterbacks played great. Yes. There was only one mistake the whole game, really, the fumble. Hurts' fumble, right. That was it. Yeah. It was a really well-played game. Yep. Either quarterback. I mean, he, you know, Eagles win Hurts' is, without a doubt MVP. Right. He was really on it. He played way better than he did against the 49ers. Agreed. Like, his passes were right there for the most part. and Yes. They couldn't stop him. Uh, well, in the first half, they couldn't yeah stop them running second half they adjusted yeah and that leads to my second thing was the halftime adjustments by the chiefs were great because oh they figured God. out push hurts to the left make him roll out to the left where he's not as effective yep they got the the biggest defensive thing the chiefs did was when they held the eagles to a field goal so instead of it being them up by ten again. They were only up. Um, what was it? I think they were, they were up only six. Up. Yeah, and then the Chiefs scored and went ahead. Right. If They get that touchdown. It would have been, it would have been a lot tougher for the Chiefs, I think. Plus, both offensive lines were great. This mm-hmm. both defenses had the most sacks. I think they were number one, number two. Yeah. And they. I mean, I didn't even hear any of the Eagles pass rush guys the whole game. No, you almost read that. Shocking. There was, there so many things that were surprising. So uh, <laughs> I was real happy.
0: Yeah, it really was, you know, um, I have a, a couple friends that I work with. Well, my day job, uh, the, com- the headquarters are in Philly. So I work with a lot of Philly sports fans and uh, a colleague of mine who has you know, he's our age, huge, huge Philly fan. He texted me at halftime and uh, and I said, How you feeling? And he goes, uh, I don't know. Kansas City's a huge second half team. They're gonna make adjustments. We better be ready for it. And they weren't.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking about that too. At the Super Bowl, you have even longer to figure stuff out. Right. Halftime. Because the halftime show is so long. Right. And that only uh, plays into the hands of a guy like Andy Reid. Mm-hmm.
0: Plus, Mahomes had time to get the big horse needle into his. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, I'm That's sorry. So Laura, I'm Laura sorry to, like, get to, Laura I'm goes to get his do you ankle work. What happens on. in the locker room with that? Oh, you know, they rub some dirt on it, they do some
1: yeah. exercises. Uh, he, looked, he looked fine when he came out.
0: He didn't his scramble up the middle. Yeah. And that was the fourth quarter.
1: That was right before the final field goal.
0: Yeah. He ran away from a few defenders. I was like, his ankle looks good to me. Yeah. It was pretty
1: similar to the Bengals game. Yep. Mahomes made a big scramble. There was a penalty. (laughs) Then uh, (laughs) Butker kicked the game winner
0: and Butker kicked the game. winner. Pretty
1: much the same, almost the same formula. And it was, I mean, the Bengals, Burrow and all that, you, both games you're like, okay, they're going to have to hold these guys down. And the second half is when the defense really did the job. And I I wouldn't have thought that from watching the Chiefs all year, but the defense did enough. I mean, it was a high-scoring game. But, I mean, Hurts played great. It wasn't like the defense was horrible. It was – he was throwing the passes where they should be. And the running game they was had strong. a good run. Not the Eagles, really. Just Hurts. Not, there were running backs the Chiefs held down. The Chiefs running backs did better. Mm-hmm. Pacheco had some nice runs. McKinnon had a couple. And, I mean, that was a great game. Somebody posted, like, right after the game that it was the best Super Bowl ever. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your <laughs> thought on that? Um, it's hard for me to say because I was when you're so invested in one team yeah I can't really say I mean if it was two teams I didn't I was like kind of like last year the Rams game I was rooting for the Rams but not you know they're not my favorite like the Chiefs are or the Bears right and that was a good game. There's, I mean, I was, was talking about that last week, that there's not really blowouts anymore. The games are usually pretty close. Then The games this, are close. I mean, you can't ask for much better than this, this, though. Unless you're complaining about the call at the end. Even though the cornerback came out right away and said, that was a penalty.
0: Under but duress. But let's not listen to the guy who did it. Under duress. <laughs> Someone said that. He goes, He of course he did that because the league forced him to. And I typed, I said, I wish you well with your trust issues.
1: <laughs> I mean, he forward. said it right away too, right after the game. Yeah, <laughs> who told him to do that? And I did they it. like tackle him as when he was on the way to the locker room and tell him you hey, have to say that was a penalty? You better say that,
0: or your family will know. Yeah, uh, I mean, sinister, sinister thoughts. <laughs> but um, you know, I felt that um, the refs. For the most part, I mean, I, I didn't feel that they had their world's greatest game, Uh, but it was fair for both sides. I mean, it's so easy to pick apart and look at stuff in slow motion and with better angles than you are on the field. I mean, the Dallas uh, Gator catch, Godert catch, the tight end, who kind of bobbled it, I was like, mm, ah. that could have, That could have
1: been not a catch. You yep. know, how about the rule where... The guy catches the ball, he turns around, he takes two steps, then he gets hit and fumbles, and that's an incomplete. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> that was unbelievable. Like if you were
1: playing football with your friends, that would be a fumble. But right. in NFL, for some reason, it's not. He's How many steps? You get three steps? I, I, You know, again, I
0: go back to the instant replay rule, and I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I know I've always said it or I've always thought it, that – If they do instant replay a ref, you get 20 seconds tops to look at a replay as many, you know, as many angles as you want to. But within 20 seconds, you're done and you got to make a call because I feel I believe that instant replay is for obvious, you know, errors, Mm -hmm. because if you stare at something long enough, you're going to see what you want to see. Right. Um, And uh, that just takes away from it. So that's always my feeling um also uh i felt that the Eagles safety i forget his name he led with his helmet and like spun pacheco around
1: oh yeah 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 i mean so that Gardner. yeah i mean that's not leading wasn't he that, in the saints before didn't he used to get into it with people a lot
0: yeah i think I mean, he was
1: on the saints isn't that like leading
0: with your helmet that's a 15 yard penalty He yeah, did it twice didn't no call
1: i think get called either
0: no no so you know uh you know, I, I have no problem with the, uh... and Mahomes was screaming about it too because I'm sure that's a timing play, and, you know, they, you know, they they work on it, so he's got a certain amount of time. Mahomes threw it to the exact spot, and it wasn't even close. So Mahomes is like, "What the hell?" You know, something happened, and yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, it's enough on the refs. Um, I personally, my last thing i'll say on that is that everyone who was screaming about it uh because i went to the athletic and people were losing their minds you know nfl is rigged
1: <laughs> my, my and question they, is okay if it's rigged why kansas city <laughs> nothing is the humongous metropolis that is kansas city i mean it's not like the giants are playing or the rams the huge media markets Yes, let's uh, make sure Kansas City wins every year.
0: My uh thing is I don't have a dog in the fight, but the and uh, but I that was awful and the NFL is rigged. I'm like, I think you were on FanDuel betting the kid's college money. Yeah. And now you're facing sharp questioning from an angry spouse <laughs> and uh, <laughs> someone's got to take the blame. <laughs> uh all right, here's a, a couple stats that you may find interesting. And I can't believe, I think we both picked the Chiefs, didn't we? We both picked the Chiefs to win. We did. Um, And I don't know if we talked about this in the preview, but I noticed that when Andy Reid has a bye week to prepare, an extra week to prepare for an opponent, his record lifetime is 29-4. and Um, It's really tough to beat an Andy Reid coached team if he's got that extra week and um yeah they were they were just ready for especially at halftime they made the adjustments and they did a lot of what was called jet motion i read yeah that was able to using kelsey as kind of the decoy yep. allowing some of these other receivers to get free and it was open uh, they put, a, they put a whole bunch of plays that Andy Reid had from his old days with the Packers when he was the quarterback coach that they put back in.
1: So pretty amazing. Yeah, and, they, and the, the Chiefs had kind of struggled sometimes in the red zone, but they got two wide open touchdowns. Wide open. Wide open. Embarrassing. Me and you could have caught those and walked in. I mean, I could have. Spiked the ball and said, Jag bags rules. <laughs> Love it.
0: Yeah. I, You know, we know that you were ta- at 3 a.m. talking to, uh, uh, at Liquor Box, saying that exact same thing to Meryl Streep and uh, Avalos and uh, while telling Boylan to go, you know, fix me a, a chocolate malt. Make yourself useful.
1: My celebratory chocolate malt.
0: Yes, at 3 a.m. Famous.
1: Quite the crowd there. Oh, Man. But the crowd Uh, had been there since 3 o'clock, right? uh, uh,
0: As soon as, well, we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, 3 o'clock is about right after
1: the NU uh, uh, glorious victory. uh, You know, it's another crazy stat I heard on ESPN. Like Mahomes' career record when he's down 10 points, I don't know if it was the second half. It might have been the second half. Is like over fifty percent. Got it. Got you right where he wants you. <laughs> like what? And it was like Montana's and Brady's are like ten percent.
0: You know, it's like a honest question. It's halftime. Mahomes looks like he re-injured that ankle. The Eagles looked really good. Yeah. And I thought that they did well to. Cause I thought they were going to score another touchdown right before the half.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was
0: like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Um. So, and and so it was a good thing they had that fumble recovery for a touchdown. Otherwise, they'd have been down. You know, w- were you
1: confident going into halftime? Because so I was like, "Ooh." Well, what I wrote on Facebook was, "I hope Mahomes doesn't come out gimpy." Right. Because if Mahomes was okay, then I was like, "We got a chance." Yep. And he came out and he looked fine. I'm like, okay. Then I was like, okay, we got a chance to win that.
0: He ran off the field. I noticed that he ran off the field and he looked pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah at halftime. Right. Um,
0: okay. And then the horse needle magically healed him. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that is. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Here is my Super Bowl history trivia question for you. And I'm going to get it Andy Reed, with this victory, becomes the tenth coach in the history of the NFL with exactly two Super Bowl wins. Um, he has He has two losses and now two wins. So mm-hmm. there are a few other coaches that have more than two. Belichick, obviously being the most, he has six, and then Chuck Knoll and then Bill Walsh. And Joe Gibbs, they all have more than two, but there are 10 coaches in the history of the league that have two Super Bowl wins. I am going to set the timer for, <laughs> see how many you can name. Wow. In, I'll give you, what, 40 seconds? Wow. We'll 40 give you 30 seconds, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Wow. Do you want more? More time, less time? You got it all, don't you? There's only one that I'm like, wow, if he gets this, I will be impressed. I don't know. if This is, this is tough, Dave. This is tough? All right. Yeah. 30 seconds. Okay. See how many you can get. So Andy Reid is a 10. So you have nine more to go. Ready? Ready? We are trying to do coaches with two Super Bowl victories. Ready? Go.
1: Jimmy Johnson. Correct. Vince Lombardi. Two. George Seifert. Three. Excellent. Three. Uh, now it gets hurt. Uh Tom Coughlin.
0: Four. Excellent.
1: Yeah, this is where it gets hard. Uh,
0: uh, old school, wore a hat. Uh, uh,
1: uh, wait, go ahead.
0: Old school, wore a hat. Coach the Dallas Tom Cowboys. Tom Landry. Landry, five. Uh, uh, Don Shula. Don Shula, six. Okay, you got it. So actually, you did great. And the two that you, the three you didn't get are, are, wait, wait, wait. You, got, you got all the old school. Do you think you can name the other three?
1: Maybe. If I think about it.
0: Uh, they're all are somewhat new. Uh, um, one is from the eighties one is from the early eighties. One is from the late eighties. And the other is from the early, I want to say early aughts, late 90s. Uh, Oh, Parcells? Parcells, yes. Two more. So Parcells was the late 80s. So now you have the late 90s and then the early 80s. Late 90s. Early 80s. Early 80s. Uh, The late 90s was, I believe, a repeat. I believe they won two and. Oh, all.
1: um, uh, what's his name?
0: Dan Reeves. No, but you have the right team. that, that he coached. the wrong coach. Yeah, you have the right team. The who was their coach? I'll give you a hint. His son. <laughs> his son is a current NFL coach. And went very far in the playoffs this year. Uh, in fact, made it to the championship conference championship game this year where his team led by a <laughs> rookie quarterback <laughs> lost to uh, oh, so Mike Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. He coached yes. the
1: Broncos for those repeats with Elway and Terrell Davis. That's that was right. him. Okay.
0: The coach was Shanahan. So you have Shanahan. one more and this is the, this is the hard one.
1: The early eighties one,
0: the early eighties. I'll give you a hint he coached the Raiders in the uh Art Shell? No, before no. that. So it was after Madden but before Art Shell. This is a hard one. Oh, 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 Tom Flores. Tom Flores. That is Flores. it. You yeah. got it. I did better than I thought. Very good. Oh, Very man. good. So Andy Reid joins that select group.
1: That's great. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were praising Andy Reid. A lot of people, I don't see a lot of anti-Andy Reid sentiment. Anti-Chiefs? It's more like the Chiefs as a team. Right. But people like Reid and they like Mahomes. Some people complain about Kelsey. I'm like, why? Because he says fight for the right to party and says no one was picking the Chiefs? Uh, our friend, I don't think um, he's right that no one picked the Chiefs because we hear it jagbags. Agreed. <laughs> At the Chiefs, we're going to win. Our well, friend... He might be talking preseason. That might be
0: our yeah. friend of the podcast, Kevin Stern, said, Kelsey thinks he's Gronk. I think that's my problem with him. <laughs> I like that line.
1: I think Kelsey has more, or he might have tied Gronkowski for most playoff TDs now.
0: Oh, I mean, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's there. He could retire tomorrow and be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think. I don't think he has anything more to prove in the game. Uh, No,
1: no. Kelsey will be in for sure.
0: And I think Reed. I think what people really like about Andy Reid is for so long, he was kind of seen as kind of a bumbling coach who could never win the big one.
1: I think the complaint always with him was he couldn't manage the time. Yeah, clock management. He didn't use his timeouts correctly and things like that. But I haven't noticed that at all. Nope. And him and Mahomes are both pretty humble guys. Yeah. I don't, don't feel, I don't sense any arrogance from either one of them, which is agreed. amazing considering what they've accomplished. Agreed. They're, they both seem like good guys. You know, Mahomes,
0: I put them up there with Steph Curry, and I think it's because they're the sons of pro athletes in that they, they, they've grown up around pro athletes all their lives, and they've watched, they obviously are students of the game, and they watch the successful ones, that basically just go about their business they don't you know sure they make commercials and it's fun but they don't they, they don't need to have that swagger or that um you know super uh i don't know i don't know if i'm making if i'm expressing myself there
1: no i know i know i know what you're saying yeah but what <laughs> i was watching when i i was thinking about the game and, Hertz, Hertz is like that where he doesn't have like a swagger and he kind of goes about his business. Yeah. But when I watch Hertz play, I'm like, is he having fun? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it seems like he's enjoying himself. I think Hertz, hurts. I'm like, does he like playing football? I, don't know. <laughs> I think he does. I think Hertz. I didn't, is, see, I, didn't, I didn't sense any kind of, maybe he was nervous. It just didn't feel like be. there was a lot of excitement coming through from him. Could be. But again, yeah, it could have been nervous first super bowl or he's like played played great i mean he was yeah he
0: was right there yep right there um no he's got a bright 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 future you know when they drafted him i was like why are the eagles drafting hurts i mean they have the great carson wentz who uh (laughs) took them to the super bowl and uh turns out the eagles didn't know what they were doing um because uh how long ago that feels um, okay, uh, Rihanna's halftime show, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down?
1: <laughs> I think everybody was surprised that she was pregnant, I think.
0: Yeah, they said best. Because you
1: expected something bigger. Right. I guess you can't really do anything bigger when your star is pregnant. You can't be mm-hmm. like, Rihanna could do some
0: crazy back, dances. Do they some backflips. A little
1: bit, but she, her voice is great. Sounded great. He sounded excellent and yeah I, I like her so i enjoyed it it was just a little subdued but what else are they gonna do
0: no guests did that no guest you. was
1: odd too yeah you're right and jay-z was there he was at the game
0: yeah um our paul mccartney we, who also
1: did a song with rihanna was there too
0: yeah and no uh and no maybe they just said be ready and they said you know what we don't need you <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, or, I mean, maybe it was a choice they made. Could let's be just have one person to deal with instead of all these superstars. Yeah, could be. was was last year when they had all when it was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all that. Yeah, all those. Yeah, yeah it had to have been a lot to deal with. So maybe this year they're like, let's tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Do
0: you know? Okay, I saw this today and I laughed so hard. Do you know who was the very first Super Bowl entertainment halftime show? Who, who headline
1: uh, up with people?
0: No, great guess, but oh. no. Uh, 1970. Also, I think with the chiefs and the Vikings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Date when they, when the Super Bowl was played during the day, <laughs> you'll never guess. So, uh, cause I was like, ah, uh, John I, Davidson. Ah, uh, great guess, but no, <laughs> but in the same uh, realm, Uh, The halftime entertainment for the uh, very first halftime entertainment show, Carol Channing. Oh, Carol
1: Channing.
0: Carol Channing with the trumpeter, Al Hurt. uh, Al Hurt. uh, Yeah. Backing her up. (laughs) Yeah. So great. Huge picture of Carol Channing's at the 50-yard line in a (laughs) full-on dress going, (laughs) that's hilarious. So, yes, from Carol Channing to Rihanna. Uh, Favorite commercials? Any favorite commercials?
1: Uh, I like the Ben Affleck one. That was funny. Will Ferrell. That was good. I don't remember too many other ones.
0: I liked the uh, Jack Harlow one where uh, the triangle. Oh, yeah. That was good
1: too. The triangle. That was funny. Yeah.
0: With Elton John at the end. That was good. Yep. And yeah. uh, the Breaking Bad uh, Pop Chips commercial made me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Will Farrell, you know, Will Farrell's always pleasing. Um, you know, I can I'll always uh even if I'm not laughing, I'm enjoying him in a commercial. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, good game, good night. Um and and then uh you're the talk of liquor box. Olaf has uh uh sent a note just saying Len is always the best guest unlike you Beeve.
1: Wow. What brought that on? What'd you do yesterday? You were there well, before me.
0: you know I failed to control. Are we done with the Super Bowl? Should we move on
1: yeah 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 let's move on and and, and explain why you were there before me.
0: Well I failed to control uh Matthew Nicholson who walked in <laughs> saying <you> <laughs> I will make child's play of this entire <laughs> establishment. he is now the he is the true liquor box king uh uh i think that's our nickname for him the liquor box king (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: well i want to know how you felt watching the game so i watched you and i were texting a little bit and then you went silent on me because i mean if you go silent on me i think that means is nervous
0: i you know i put the I need to concentrate fully. I need, I demand complete concentration and I just can't be bothered texting because texting is hard for me. You know, I have to look and see where the letters are so that I can form words. And that takes away from, you know, uh, I do. I put the phone, I do. I put the phone away. Everyone's like, you can't, that was a great game. Well, I thought, first of all, I mean, just the way that the Cats just clamped down and finished the game so strongly was outstanding. Outstanding. And uh, I mean, it wasn't even, it, it didn't even come down to the final shot. That's how thoroughly dominant it was. Just great defensive. Purdue. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, Purdue costly turnovers," but I think that's part of the defense. I really do. I think you turn the ball over when the defense is bothering you. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, if they have a freshman point guard, yep, he wasn't a highly ranked prospect because they're talking about that. Yep, he wasn't a highly ranked prospect, but he's been their point guard all year. They're ranked number one. They've been winning every game. Yep. He didn't t- suddenly turn bad, right? They just and you got to give Collins credit. They had a great game plan because Edie was the only one who did anything and Purdue could not make a shot. Nope. Edie Edie was the only one who could score for them. The rest of their guys. And this was, this was the first time I've seen Purdue play, but the rest of these guys I'm assuming are normally good players and they could not make anything. Couldn't hit the side of a barn. If they would have made four, you know, a few more threes, they win, but they just, They couldn't do it, and I thought they were pretty good looks. They just didn't go down. And Northwestern, same thing. They, it was like it was the game was basically Edie against Boo -Boo Booey, right? And then Chase Odishua hit an awful game up until the last what five minutes or so. Suddenly decided to make shots, and that was the difference. That was the difference. He made some big shots, and I was saying, (laughs) I think I texted you, but you didn't answer me. I was like. Stop shooting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that at the end. Kept shooting.
1: It's it's buddy made him. And
0: I'm sure that Colin said, we're not going to win this game unless you, cause we can't just have Bowie scoring. We've got to have. Well, both. Yeah. Games.
1: Purdue's defense is really good too. Yeah. Because nobody's open. It was a great defensive battle. It really was because guys like Barry and Barron and. Barnheiser. Barnheiser. They weren't open. Because I was watching, I'm like, I wanted someone else to shoot, but I'm like, they're they're clamped down on these guys. Yeah,
0: they're no who open He was the only one who could
1: frame. So, uh, Bowie and Audige, because they're the two best athletes, too. It's That's just right. how it is sometimes. Yep. That's You could be a great shooter, but if you don't have the ability to get open without the ball. Audige
0: is really good at creating his own shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, he's got that fall away, and I hate every follow away he takes and especially when they're missing i'm like these are terrible shots you're taking but more and more i'm just like that's his game i mean he, you know that's the only way he can get open you know where nobody he shoots where nobody can really block him so if it's going in cats are a really tough out but you know that's those are tough shots to make i feel like.
1: But but that's the impressive thing about yesterday they had one guy playing well on offense and they beat the number one team in the country
0: yeah it's uh never been, never been done before
1: um by the cats um so and, to me uh, now they they're one win away from the tournament maybe not even one win i don't think they'll lose the rest of their games but when one game you're done i you're think
0: in. i think that they have to beat a good team i think if they i don't
1: think they play any bad teams the rest of the way right don't they play all uh, they play
0: teams? i think they play penn state
1: yeah, they Penn navigate. State crashed. Penn State was was playing really well, and now yes. they're they're doing the same thing Wisconsin and um, Ohio State has done. All of a sudden, they're losing all the time.
0: I think if they get to twenty, how can
1: you keep them out? You can't. Especially they be the number one team. They yep. have so many good wins. Just just win one more game, and they're in. If they and be, if, if, if they, they be... split, they could be they could be a seven six seed. They they might even be ranked soon.
0: I think if they beat Indiana, oh if they beat week, Indiana, they'll be ranked
1: for sure. They'll for be sure. absolutely be ranked. Because they'd be in they'd be second in the Big Ten by themselves. Yeah. And Indiana, and it, it's it northwestern and Indiana is not the most consistent team. They could win that game.
0: And they have uh race Thompson is out. They're saying yep. right now that Thompson is out, so that another advantage. The thing about NU is that they've stayed healthy. Um, they really have had no significant injuries, which uh which really helps them. Uh-oh. Yeah. And
1: it's just crazy that they were picked coming 13th. So they're basically only better than Minnesota. I fully admit that last year
0: during Jag Bags, when you're like, and let's go to college hoops, I'm like,
1: <laughs> and you, stay. I stick with my teams, beef. And Pete Nance. Pete That's Nance another on reason my... Olaf gets mad at you.
0: Pete Nance was on my
1: side. He was like, I'm leaving. You know, I'm going to a real program. Yeah, Carolina might happened. not make it. Carolina and Duke are both struggling and they both have ex-Northwestern guys. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> that would be they the greatest.
1: Taken, But they would have to lose like every game, both of those teams. I think they, They're make. not going to not want Carolina and Duke in tournament.
0: the uh, tournament. The, it's not, it doesn't feel like the tournament without those teams. Um, I too feel the Absence when Northwestern is not in the NCAA tournament. And I'm like, you know what? This March Madness is missing. Wow. The three and thirteen Wildcats. I say that every year. Um, anyway, uh I um it should be it should be a good one. They they also play Illinois in Champaign. That'll be a very, very tough game. Is is Illinois ranked again? Are they back yeah, in
1: not, they they're 25th I think. Yeah. They just they just because they beat Rutgers. They beat Rutgers. They held I think they held Rutgers scoreless for 10 minutes. So they basically did the Rutgers what Rutgers does to other teams. They um and it but it's it's always that back and forth with the Delaunay cuz Coleman Hawkins and Shannon had good games, but Meyer didn't have a good game. Right. But they won. And it's a huge win beating Rutgers. That's that's a
0: very yeah, yeah. big, very yeah. big win, mm-hmm. so well, let's go to the big ten standings right now because Illinois has been playing out of their minds since since jagbag's night, really yeah, um, after jagbag's night, and, the and they went home and they listened to jagbags and, and the talk with Underwood that we had to have <laughs> um, underwood Underwood said, "I'm not going to liquor box
1: you know? <laughs> I remember Underwood saying. Tell them to stop calling me Ted Knight. Yeah. One of the few angry faxes that I got. <laughs>
0: it's
1: usually you who gets to angry faxes.
0: The Illini are eight and five in the Big Ten. So they are a half game back of NU in Indiana. You know what? I still can't get over. I look at the Big Ten standings and Northwestern is in second place. Yeah. I just can't get over that. But there they are.
1: Yeah. So you figure, for to me, Northwestern needs one more win. Illini need two more wins, and they're both in the tournament. So I have two local teams to root for in the tournament. Nobody thought Northwestern was going to be good. And the Illini, I wasn't sure about. So it's just a big bonus that, you know, I get to watch at least one tournament game with both of them.
0: Right. We've said this before, but uh, I think it's worth repeating that. Illinois' schedule is, I mean, they have Penn State, Minnesota, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, Those are all very winnable games.
1: Yeah, so they could get a nice seat. That'll that'll help them a lot. They... walk on the schedule.
0: Even they get NU, but that's at home. Their tough games are they've got to go to Bloomington to play... Indiana, and they've got to go to West Lafayette last game of the season in March to play Purdue. What's Purdue's
1: conference record?
0: They are 12 and three. And Northwestern's what, nine and five? Nine and five. So IU and uh, NU are both two and a half back of Purdue. And then Illinois is three back. Um, And then you've got like, six teams all well no five teams i feel like um, some teams
1: are hurting themselves now because originally it was like three and a half. Ten back. big ten big ten teams will make it but now maybe not maybe like eight
0: well you know purdue has been hurt by nationally because losing to indiana that's one thing because indiana is ranked but losing to northwestern um, even though Northwestern has been playing so well, that's that's a loss to an unranked team. Yeah. And that's really going to hurt there. And it kind of like exposes, because you know that every team has been watching what Indiana did to Purdue, what Maryland did to Purdue, even though Purdue won and what NU did to Purdue is a, a, attack those young, that young backcourt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you have to do to give yourself a chance but, to win.
1: So, Looking at standing. So you got Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Illinois, right. right, Iowa, right, Michigan State. Yep. Those six are in I, I'm pretty pretty much for sure, right? Yeah, and then Rutgers. Rutgers. Rutgers is in two, so seven for sure.
0: And then you've got Maryland and Michigan. What's Maryland's record? They're eight and six in the Big Ten, but they're seventeen
1: and eight. So they're close. I feel like the ten wins is what you need in the Big Ten. Michigan, let's, let's say Maryland, and then the two Michigan is borderline, although they've been playing well lately. Very they
0: borderline. Need
1: they need to beat a couple of the top teams. Like if they, I don't know if they're playing uh, Purdue or Indiana or mm-hmm. Illinois. Even they need to they, win like that on their resume.
0: They've got. Let's see. They play. You got to play Michigan State again they got to play Rutgers again, Illinois, in Champaign, and then they finish up in Bloomington at, um, uh, in Indiana. So they're really going to need to win out because their overall record is not good. What about Wisconsin? Same. And they and their Big Ten uh, record
1: is not very yeah. good. Their Big Ten record is six and eight. So, yeah, Michigan and Wisconsin would both have to go in big streaks. So they might only get seven teams in. I think so. Because Penn State was playing was great. And then pff, Ohio State was ranked early on. They were. Neither one of them is probably going to make. Well, Ohio State's definitely not going to make it. They're out. Penn yeah. State would need a big surge because they're like, what are they? Six and nine in the conference or something? Yeah, five and nine. Yeah, they really
0: are going to no, They, they like, kind of need a miracle. They got no. to win out. Yeah. So they got to win every last game um yeah so it should be a heck of a should be a heck of a finish and we're getting we there's like three weeks left and then march and then the tournaments conference tournaments
1: yeah it's, it's it's great that we have both our teams are going to be in amazing amazing it's uh i think they just overlooked northwestern's experience
0: Let's let's go. One last thing I want to say, and this does go back to last year. In that, NU was in every game last year, but they and until like the last like couple minutes, and then they just always fell apart.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: Mm-hmm. And but that team hung together, especially that backcourt, and uh, it was just a matter of you know you get your ba- get your brains beat in enough times. Now these guys are seniors and they have been through just the you know just through the gauntlet and now they they don't let it they're much cooler now or they're able to execute better down the stretches which which is what you have to do in this league and obviously they're a whole heck of a lot better yeah this year
1: Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) was crazy that game yesterday outstanding crowd was nuts and then stormed stormed And then uh, Storm
0: in the Court, so great uh, And then Nicholson shows up at Liquor Box In a full-length fur coat uh, And a um, and he had a, a satchel A satchel With, with uh, the letters in rhinestones on it That said, I rule the world <laughs> That was on one side. And then the other side, I read child's play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I came after the Super Bowl and I brought everybody some child's play t-shirts, Passed those out. uh,
0: Nicholson is feeling himself. Um, (laughs) Really. um, He was uh, so P. Diddy was there sitting with him. Um, You know, that was, that was interesting. Um, As well as, um, as well as Kevin Hart. Uh, Eddie Murphy and um, uh, Dave Chappelle. So uh, Nicholson has really just
1: stepped into the fast lane. Uh, he also tapped me on the shoulder. I mean, we just got back from there, and he said, "Maybe I'll check out this Mash Waters."
0: Ooh! All right. What? Uh, I mean, this. I mean, is there a hotter Chicago celebrity right now than Matthew I Nicholson? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. All right all right. Enough tomfoolery Let's go NBA All right So uh, Out of the trade deadline Only three teams did not make moves Out of the whole league Three teams Two of them being our teams The Bulls and the Cavs
1: (laughs) Uh, The Cavs are They're doing really well
0: Cavs have won seven in a row.
1: They are, I looked at their record. I'm like, have they lost? That's,
0: yeah. just They haven't lost since that Memphis game. That Memphis, uh, the Dylan Brooks uh, um, uh, debacle, or as it was, it kind of set them off. Um, so their defense is, uh, a, a couple things have happened, I think, that have really started. Um, Bakerstaff rejiggered the lineup. Love does not play anymore. And you know, I I think Love still has plenty in the tank, but you can't deny what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Team Rubio is back, um, and his bench play. I mean, he really can, you know, come in for either guard, and you know, continue to run the offense and make sure guys get touches. So that's another big reason. And then, um, Allen. More than Garland. Garland's been playing pretty well, but Allen has really, Allen's been averaging 20 and 10. I think he too yeah. was.
1: He had an old killer game against the Bulls on Saturday. Notice noticed. I didn't see the game, but.
0: Allen's only problem is that he's inconsistent. Allen is capable of this type of effort where he gets 20 and 10. He gives you 20 and 10 every night. And if he can do that, Cavs are really, really tough to beat. Um, Because that defense is really, really tough now. Um, They surrendered the fewest points in the NBA. So they have, you know, statistically, in terms of points allowed, they have the best defense in the NBA. I I
1: got two questions for you. One, do you think they should have tried to get somebody? And two, do you think they're on? I mean, they've won seven in a row, right? Yeah, Usually these are all getting close to the level of the Bucks and the Celtics because the Celtics, they're crazy. They, they win no matter what. Brown's been out. I know. And what happens? So, like, Hauser will come in and make six threes. I know. They're like that kind of team now where it doesn't seem to matter. They'll have games where Tatum and Brown miss all their shots and they still win. I know. I know. That's that's like a really good sign. Like, they're, yep. it doesn't matter.
0: And the Bucks have gone crazy, too. Bucks very we quietly.
1: Middleton. We talked about that, I think, last week a little bit.
0: Yeah. I Middleton's
1: think, a huge guy for them to have. People forget about him.
0: They, you really do. And the Bucks have won 10 in a row. Yeah. So, so they are really uh, rounding into shape. Um,
1: so what's your thoughts on the two questions then?
0: Well, I, the Cavs' seven-game winning streak was against teams – um. All with uh, 500, uh, 500 or less records. Okay. So, but except for Memphis. So, so this was an easy part of the schedule. And I was looking at it and I was like, okay, they can really um, make some ground if they do well. Because they they've playing teams like Washington and San Antonio and the Pacers. And they're all under 500, but you should win those games. And they have. So I think the big test where we're really going to find out where they're at is their next game, which is against Philly. So that's a – that's going to – we're really going to find out about them and, uh, you know, whether they are I, – I don't want to say – it's still too early, I don't think, but it's a good, good measuring stick. Well, you
1: figure if they stay in that – four spot. Is that where they are? Are they fourth or third? They're fourth. They stay in that fourth spot. You figure their first what their first round. Who would they play they play well they played a five seed. So they probably play who's a five seed right now.
0: Well I mean it would be I mean you could take your pick. I mean right now it would be Brooklyn who's who funnily enough is playing better since everyone left which I don't think anyone saw coming.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. If, I don't think that's going to last. Well, maybe maybe it will. Because they, they, they got Michael Bridges and somebody else yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, then their defense is probably going to be
0: much improved now. But can they score? I don't know. So it would either be Brooklyn. Well, the or- first two games they won. One was, of
1: course, against the Bulls. Yeah. We are like, well, they don't have Kyrie or Durant. So let's lose. <laughs> Joe Harris had six threes both games. Their first two wins.
0: I feel like it's going to be Miami because Miami is starting to turn it up. Well, but uh,
1: The way Miami is this year, I think you guys could beat Miami.
0: That, that, that's the team I'd rather not play. I'd I feel good about playing Brooklyn or the Knicks
1: or even if Atlanta got hot. I don't think it's... It's probably is going to be Miami. I see Brooklyn going down. Yep. I don't think Atlanta will get that hot where they get that high up. So probably probably Miami. Yeah,
0: unless the Knicks figure something out. And the Knicks, the Knicks sometimes play really, really well.
1: They go back and forth too much, even though Brunson's playing great this year. Holy cow. Yeah, I agree. He should have been an all-star.
0: By the way, the Knicks are pounding Brooklyn right now.
1: Pounding
0: yeah,
1: them. yeah. Um, yeah, Brooklyn could fall a lot, actually. They could. Not that, I mean, not that they... Don't have a bad team, but even if you get these guys, now I'm thinking about it, like Bridges, and you got to work them into the team. And there's not a lot of time left, so yeah, there's about let's see 50, that could that could hurt you too, even if you have the talent. But you got to figure out, all right, how is that? How are we gonna? There's only worked There's only 26 games left in the season. That's what I'm saying, it's
0: it's not that much time. Right. Uh, so today I read an article in the Athletic. Where uh the head beat writer for the Bulls was like, "Why not get Russell Westbrook? Why not I think we can get him for a song, and you know let's just uh see what we got here. What is your thought though what what is your thought I don't want perhaps
1: Russell Westbrook no, I do not want Westbrook yeah. no we already have Levine turning the ball over at the end of the game. We don't need Westbrook doing that also." <laughs> No, thanks.
0: I think that, uh, I think before the game, Westbrook and Levine could have a full on boxing match, uh, for one minute where they box each other and whoever wins gets to play. The other has to sit out and all right, enough of that, um, Uh, and you know what happens to I've sent this Westbrook, I've sent this idea to the league. They have not responded to me. I thought if good. you
1: get Westbrook, then Io and Kobe White never play. And those are our two young guys. Yeah. So if the season continues to disappoint, which I don't know how it's not going to. I mean, are they magically gonna go eighteen and eight or something? I don't think so.
0: I've read Probably. a lot of people who are down on IU
1: and um no, he's he a, hasn't been he hasn't been consistent, but he's a second year guy. He does yeah, and he doesn't touch the ball that much. I mean he's a point guard, but right. He's basically bringing it up and throwing it into DeRozan or Vukovic or or Levine grabs the ball. It's not I don't think that's a fair thing for him.
0: I don't think IU and is – he had a eight. stretch
1: recently three games in a row where he made like every shot. Nine for ten, guard. He's five for six. No, he can. He's a point guard because he's a he's a willing passer. And the thing, the one thing he hasn't done real well is he gets in these he's gets in slumps sometimes where he he gets these open shots and he keeps missing them. Yeah, he's got to be more of a knockdown shooter than he is.
0: It's it's only his second year. I mean, I know. And and Kobe White has been playing
1: well. If you get Westbrook, what are you gonna do, Kobe White and? I will play 10 minutes each game. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I feel like White should start.
0: And have IU come off the bench.
1: He's never played well with Levine, though. I think that's why he doesn't start. They—they they did. Those two don't go together well. That's why Kobe White's better off the bench. Because Kobe White's more of a scorer than a passer. Who does go well together with Levine?
0: <laughs> Sorry. I'm still laughing at your comment it's on, just... on Andre Drummond, and he's the kind of guy you see down the gym <laughs> playing pickup in jeans. That I, still makes me laugh. <laughs> it's true. It does. I just totally thought that. Oh, but... <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. Here's that guy in jeans. Should I throw it to me? It probably smells bad. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Bulls just keep they're they're what they are is if maybe a five hundred team if that. Yeah. So what do you do with the end of the year? Vukovic is like, I want to keep playing. Like he wants to get an extension. I'm like, you want to play in this team? You guys never win.
0: I think that for whatever their philosophy or because you're seeing the success of Markkanen. Now you're seeing, you know, better success from Wendell Carter Jr. And you just wonder if maybe it's just a whole overall, you know, philosophy that they've got to, you know, I don't know if this our carcinovis carcinovis is the right answer. Cause he was like, we can make the playoffs. We've got a really good team. I love, I was like, I love it. I love it. AK, you know, back your guys. Um, Oh, you mean recently he said that? Yeah, because yeah, they said, why didn't you make any uh, deadline deals? He's like, I didn't get any
1: offers that I liked. It's not, and- it's not an individual thing, though. You look at guys individually. DeRozan's an all-star. Right. Vukovic has played better than last year. Right. Obviously, I'm not a Levine fan, but Patrick Williams, young guy, he has games where he plays really well, and then he has other games where he kind of does what Io does, where he just doesn't – Seem to get the ball and doesn't make a lot of impact, but I like them. It's just something about this team together. Right. Like, who do we take out? And mean, it would be my choice, but you can't, you're not gonna be able to get rid of him. He makes so much money. Yep. Agreed. I just don't think he's, he, I don't think he's the type of guy that is good I think talent-wise, the Bulls are up there with other teams, good teams. But the chemistry isn't there. The defense isn't there.
0: What's weird is that this is the same team that did so well last year. It's the same team.
1: Well, that That was in the first – but that team, they played great in the first half. Mm -hmm. But they never beat a good team. This year, they can't beat (laughs) bad teams, and they beat good teams – And they never go on a winning streak. It's always win one, lose one. Then you're like, okay, they've turned it around. They won a couple in a row, and they're playing a bad team, and then they'll lose. Right. It's super frustrating. No doubt.
0: It's it's the most frustrating Bulls team I can
1: remember in a long time. Let me... (laughs) All right, no more Bulls talk. (laughs) Okay, sorry. One last thing about the NBA. Don't you think it's a little disheartening that Durant and Irving are on a different team again? No. No? Why?
0: Uh, first of all, Luca and Irving will not go together well. I'll say it right now for the benefit. That they're losing by 20 right now to the That's
1: But that's not what I mean. I mean, they never stay on the team they're supposed to.
0: Oh, well... I mean, I think that... And they, they keep got,
1: like, oh, it's Brooklyn's fault. I'm
0: like, what?
1: I just, it's just strange.
0: No, they got rid of Irving because he was, you know, I mean, he just wasn't worth the trouble. Um, and now he's like, you know, oh, they disrespected me during the contract negotiation or the extension negotiations. I want to trade. And the Nets were like, you know what? Fine. We'll trade you. You, you know, you're a jerk. And so they got rid of them. And then Durant was like, well, well, this team as constructed, isn't going anywhere. And my time is running out. You know, I've got to win another championship. And so, um, and so I get that too. It doesn't bother me. I don't think Phoenix is going to, I don't know. Maybe it would bother me if say Durant went to like the bucks or the Celtics, or like the Nuggets, then I'd be like, ugh, God.
1: Well, Phoenix, like just, was, Phoenix just wasn't playing well, but they were supposed to be good.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, for, for whatever reason, I don't think Phoenix is going to do it. Because they don't have any depth now. I think that's going to hurt him in the playoffs.
1: But I, I just, I don't like that these superstars, is always just... All right, well, we're going to move on right away. Okay, okay can you imagine if Jordan was like that like he was like I, I can't play with Will Perdue anymore <laughs> please trade me to the Knicks or no more Luke Longley for me I'm Jordan is now on Utah so it's like Jordan Carmelo, Stockton. yeah I am oh, going I got, to usually that stuff doesn't bother me but both of those kind of bothered me because the Nets they they get these guys they figure alright here we go. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie gets weird on him and Durant, you know, he's in a lineup a lot cause he gets hurt and then they just go, no, we're done without ever really giving a hundred percent. I don't think.
0: It, you know, it sets a bad precedent, but I think that if you're a team and if you're the owner or the general manager of a team, you can just decide these guys are not worth the trouble. You know, let's just start over and we'll get a pretty good price for uh our guys and you know so let, let's just let's just you know they kept durant for a long time
1: you know and well, what i'm season. saying like the nba your are superstars there are these guys who just give up and demand trades all the time mm-hmm. that's not good for your, your image that's been
0: going on. Remember when Vince Carter forced his way off Toronto? That was also a terrible look.
1: Um, but Vince Carter didn't play on a, on 10 teams. Like I feel like Kyrie's been on a different team every year lately. Yeah, because he wears out his welcome. Because
0: he's, he's more trouble than he's worth. I don't think that's a guy who can win you a championship. In other words, I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me because I don't think it... it, it uh, affects the competitive balance of the league too much Well We'll see, we'll
1: see. I will give Adam Silver my notes yeah. We'll see what he says
0: Members of Len's staff are like uh, Right now uh, Faxing their trade demands to Len <laughs> I cannot possibly <laughs> That's happened i want to be traded to beef <laughs> okay. uh should we uh go right to well we've got time i thought we were going to spend we've got time for some did you do an i recommend i know we were going to skip it or an oscar no recommend? we can
1: skip it we could skip it I didn't, I didn't do one we okay. could skip those
0: okay um did you want to talk an oscar Did you want to do an oscar I've got no, to we'll do it. We'll do it next week. That's we'll fine. do it next week. Okay. Uh, let's go. We do too a... much adrenaline going with our victories. I'm still <laughs> on that liquor box high. In <laughs> fact, I've written a song called That Liquor Box High. Um, and uh, none other than Liz Fair herself has expressed interest in
1: recording uh, that song.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, really? Um, yep. So nice. Uh, I just got a fax, uh, Ron Ron just handed me a fax. Nicholson idea for Mashwaters all rotten. <laughs>
0: so who knew that he was also a restaurateur?
1: He's a Renaissance man. Well, he goes yeah. to Northwestern.
0: This is true.
1: Yeah, he's uh, probably a double major. Yep, uh, culinary and child care. I think are his majors. <laughs> <Those> are his... <laughs> child
0: care. He walks around child's play Now here's your
1: speaking spell Go over there Uh, Can we talk about The man on your ladder now?
0: Yes We forgot about that Mr. Wade Crazy James Wade Any news from the world of
1: Yes So I've only been a WNBA fan for a couple of years. Yep. I'm still learning. So this is what's going on with the sky. We talked about basically they got rid of almost everybody. Yes. But they have copper. They signed Rebecca Gardner today, which is good. That's good. They have, her name escapes, uh, Williams, I think, from Connecticut. So the latest, Wade... There's like it there was like a three or four team trade. They got Marina Mabry from Dallas, who's pretty good. Who's pretty good? She's pretty good, but I feel from looking at her stats, what worries me is I think she's a volume shooter. Mm. Like she's gonna be. I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna keep putting it up no matter what. Right. So we'll see how that plays with Copper because this is Copper's team now. Yep. And if you have somebody who's chucking it up all the time. <laughs> could cause problems. And Wade paid a big price for a bunch of draft picks. Wade is going all in. But I think the last two times Wade had a pretty high draft pick, Both players didn't work out for him. Mm. So maybe he's like, I don't, you know what? I'm just going to try to put together through trades, free agency. I'm not going to worry about the draft. So be. he's gambling a lot on Mabry to be good. Because you have if you have Copper Mabry, Williams, that's three pretty good scorers. What they're lacking, what I read right now is they're lacking height. They don't have anyone taller than I think 6'3. So they would they'll get buried by any big team. So you can maybe ask him if he's got some. All prospects he's looking at. Hold on. I'll uh, um, he's on shake the, the ladder. He's uh, he's giving me <laughs> the nice okay. out. Good day to be on the ladder. He's
0: giving me the okay sign says, don't worry. Wade will take care of it. So he always, he always refers to himself in the third person.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting WNBA season. I think we'll do a little preview of sorts maybe not a whole episode but maybe an extended recap cuz that starts in may not too far away not far away at all and yeah maybe maybe might be the key to the season if she plays well and she's pretty young maybe they uh they're in the mix i don't again i don't think they'll be championship contender i think there's only two teams that could win it unless they get hurt and that's right. the liberty and the aces who we talked about last week. Right. But maybe this guy can get to the semis if they're, all these deals work out from Mr. Ladder.
0: Maybe Mr. Ladder can, uh, <laughs> you know, refine... <laughs> Mr. Ladder can re- refine Mabry's, uh, you know, game a little bit. Um, because yeah, she I, she's only 26.
1: Yeah, yeah and she... Her average is going up. Yeah. So this is, again, her and Copper. I mean, Copper's already an all-star. Right. But both of them, Copper gets to be the main person. And maybe she's going to be like the number two option. Uh,
0: Kevin Pelton of ESPN thinks uh, Wade gave up way too much.
1: Yeah, I've read some stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's a big risk. He took a big risk. Yeah, and if it doesn't Wade, work out, they're going to be bad for a long time.
0: Wade is like, uh, he's now just saying, "I'm taking a big risk being on this ladder."
1: Every <laughs> night. Well, every Monday night, or is it every, more than yeah. Monday? Yeah, yeah,
0: he is down. He is only down to once a week. He's he's not so mad at me. He put, he checks in. Yeah, to see what I'm saying about him. Yeah. So, um, he said, "Now he's saying I've suffered worse slings and arrows than you, Len." <laughs> I didn't say
1: anything? I just said it's a gamble. I don't consider myself an expert. I'm learning, though. I'm learning.
0: <laughs> uh, I, you know more than I would say ninety percent of ninety five percent of all Chicago uh, sports fans.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's all because of Slute.
0: Slute has revolutionized. Jag bags, Chicago, uh, we'll talk about the sky for years. I think, especially if the WNBA continues its upward, uh, it's upward, uh, upward swing. Um,
1: so, uh, I was overwhelmed for a second.
0: I was gonna say you looked like you were like in horrific uh, emotional pain talking about. Just thinking.
1: You know, Slute got her number retired at Gonzaga this weekend. Wow. You wonder if the sky will retire her number. They better championship. I'll do it myself. I'll just bust in and put it up in the rafters. <laughs>
0: Benfoot, with the help of his reluctant staff, is now on a 40-foot crane. He's knocked down a wall of wind trust arena. He's like, "Sleep
2: forever." Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I really uh, it's unhealthy. I mean, I get a hobby. Um, you know, like try fishing. Or, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, become a docent. At the Brookfield Zoo I don't know i I'm, I'm tired and look, I've been at Liquor Box for the last forty eight hours i re- I fully realize I'm not making sense. <laughs>
1: oh. yeah uh, giving up on Sloop, Beeve I'm a docent now <laughs> Len the docent
0: that's your wrestling name and docent. tonight you'll take out the docent <laughs> Uh while well, I look up the meaning
1: of the word docent. Uh, <laughs> it's, well, let's a guide, it's a guide. A docent's a guide. A guy. So I would be guiding people around the zoo.
0: Very good. Well, I am about to be your docent for uh Rolling Stones top five hundred albums. Should we ta-
1: wait, 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 of, wait, 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 should we talk I forget? Bird backrack first.
0: I forgot about Bert. Let's let's docent everyone on the life of Burt Backrack. You prepared a playlist.
1: Yeah, I kinda wanna just go through the playlist real quick. Yeah. As a tribute to him. Yes. And showing ultimate respect, on this playlist, I did not put Fire on the Twilight. Fire in the Twilight. Mm. So Why? I just feel like it was disrespectful to put it Fire in a Twilight on this. Right. So the other ones have it still, but not this one. <laughs> So I put some, I left out a couple big ones just because I don't think they're not really my favorites. But it's still got, it's, I think it's over an hour. Wow. Hour seven minutes. So I got Baby It's You, the Shirelles. But he was doing, I was reading up on him. He was doing a lot of stuff with country people, like Marty Robbins. Yeah. He did stuff with crooners, like Perry Como early on. Mm Mm-hmm. And he just he just never stopped. I mean, as recently as a few years ago, he was doing something with Elvis Costello. Yeah, uh, pretty amazing.
0: He was 90, yeah. 94 when he died. Yeah, so
1: that was he was like eighty-eight and still writing these working with Elvis Costello. Yeah. Incredible. Just an amazing career. That's why I felt like we should talk about him on Jag Bags. Absolutely. And then Any Day Now, which I have the Chuck Jackson version. But Ronnie Millsap, our friend Ronnie Millsap, <laughs> he did a cover that was very really popular. Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. I put the James Taylor version on there. That's another song that's been covered a bunch of times. Great song. I Just Don't Know What to Do With Myself. The Dusty Springfield version. And he, also- I feel like he was somebody who people would go, oh yeah, and they would go back and realize how many songs he had because this song was in my best friend's wedding because Cameron Diaz did it. Her character did it in a karaoke scene, which was pretty famous at the time. So that made people rediscover him. Then that was probably in the late nineties or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't make me over. Dionne Warwick. Wishing and hoping another dusty Springfield. Great and song. that's another one that had a resurgence because it was <laughs> I think, it was in a movie or a TV show. A couple more Dion Warwick's. Anyone who had a heart, walk on by. Always something there to remind me. Naked. I never knew that was him because I, I really know. liked that Naked Eyes album. I didn't know what that. What the either. world needs now. Please. Jackie DeShannon. Yep. Alfie. Dionne Warwick, that's been covered a lot, too. Yep. I say a little prayer. I picked the Aretha version. Great. One less bell to answer. Fifth Dimension version. Excellent. Another Dion. Do you know the way to San Jose? I have lots of friends in San Jose. <laughs> 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 I brought out the maracas and the castanets. Come on. This guy's in love with you. Herb Alpert. Please. I had that on a 45 when I was a kid. So let's <laughs> this big dramatic, but I loved it. And I still love it. Uh, Promises, Promises, Naked Eyes Again. Yep. I'll Never Fall in Love Again, Deion Warwick. He had a ton. The amount of hits him and Deion Warwick had together, just insane. Yeah. And then another number one hit that I had on a 45 that was Bacharach. Raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> I love that song. BJ Thomas. Yep. Uh, Heartlight near Neil Diamond. I did not know
0: that was Burt Backrack. And then the last I'm one. Back again.
1: We <laughs> we, <laughs> we still have to do, do the deep dive on the video of this. So Even Heartlight. Already, no. That's what friends are for. Oh, right. We still have to talk about that video. <laughs> okay. Why? Dedicate. We've talked about it. See, you must not be listening. Dedicate an entire podcast to that. Because it's Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight,
0: Elton Mel- John,
1: Elton John, Dion yeah, the Warwick. But why the video? We talked about a beef
0: I Go don't. To Ron, Ron, splice it up for you. you I must- don't remember this. I think you're, <laughs> I think you're I'm telling lying. tales. I'm not telling tales. <laughs> Um, Do you have
1: any favorites That I didn't put on there or, or?
0: Yes I love Arthur's Theme yeah, By Arthur's uh, theme huge. Christopher Cross mm-hmm. uh, I also like A House Is Not A Home uh, Luther Vandros Did a great Great version of that Did you say close to you I don't think you did No I did not uh,
1: <laughs> Wow He was doing the best version Of all time Steve. right now mm-hmm. So, a low volume version, but uh, uh-huh. um, <laughs> almost that, an emo, almost an emo version of "Close to You."
0: And then uh, from, uh, and then uh, pretty much, I loved uh, his entire uh, album we did with Elvis, "Painted from Memory." Really great.
1: Oh yeah, you know what? I, sh- I, I, I should have put an Elvis Costello's. I'm gonna add one right now. I think i um i don't know why i just talked about it too and i didn't put one on there for some reason
0: we saw uh elvis and burt Bacharach in concert at the chicago theater great show terrific um
1: just added god give me strength
0: to great that. song what um first of all i am i filed a protest with the podcasting association of uh america uh, officially protesting uh, your assertion that we have discussed the video for "That's What Friends Are For," um, we did. So uh, we'll see what the committee comes back with uh, <laughs> on on that. Uh, what I have a question for you about why? What is it about Burt Backerack songs that you liked so much, or why did you?
1: Why are you such a fan of Burt Bacharach? Um, good question. You know what's funny this isn't answering your question, but I think Elvis Costello said this about him that I think because they're so popular, people tend to dismiss them and Elvis Costello is like, try playing them. Right. Cause then you realize how complicated they are and how much work goes into making these songs. Right. But maybe it's just cause he, I think Hale David wrote the lyrics lap with him. Mm-hmm. Carol Bayer Sager. I think they were, it was just a good combination. Like they picked the right people to do. Dean Warwick said that about him. Yeah. But he picked, like he knew what I could do. Right. And you go, all right, you're going to, this is something I know you'll do well at.
0: They, um, I remember watching a, a, a video of, they, they were working on, do you know the way to San Jose, which it sounds like, la 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 it does. It sounds effortless. Yeah, but they were going through her vocals and I was like, this is hard. It's hard to sing because the tempos are weird, you got to hit them. And also kind of the uh you know the note getting from one note to the other that it's not like an an easy leap vocally for a singer. Uh they were going to okay, you got to hit this note, so you got to stop here and then hit this high note um and Dion, the, it took Dion Warwick a while to get it, um, or at least in this video. Like, like you say, there these were not easy songs, but yet they came out so like, um, you know, just sort of this kind of like easy
1: breezy pop music. Yeah, yeah, but and people always go back to them, just covered by everyone. You know, it, yeah, it, uh, lots of.
0: Lots of musicians love Burt Bacharach songs. Yeah. Um, And he was married to Angie Dickinson. Jerk. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we I talk a lot about like sophistication, you know, and music that's, you know, when I have my intellectual friends over for, uh, you know, cocktail hour, but like Burt Bacharach songs are kind of the perfect soundtrack for that. You know, kind of that, you know, Oh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to have friends over, and we're going to, you know, dress up and put a little Bert Backrack on. Love, love, Hello, hey. intellectual friends. Hello. Would you like to uh, discuss world events while we listen to Alfie? That's <laughs> no, true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, r- like r- R.I.P. Bert Backrack. Yep. We I mean, need to pay really. respects because there was just so much. American music legend. Yep. So yeah, everyone covers from the Beatles to Kanye West sampled some Burt Bacharach songs. I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, amazing career. All right. Speaking of amazing careers. Uh, my amazing career doing Rolling Stones top 500 albums of Some all. Some might time. say
1: lengthy instead of amazing. Uh,
0: is about about amazingly lengthy. You can put on uh, both in. Continues on. I am now into the 100s. Amazing. Uh, none other than President Biden has declared today. Thank God he's in the 100s. Today. <laughs> um, so
1: thank you, Mr. President. Found time. Thank you. Even though there's so many things flying around in our skies. Uh, Long time to acknowledge Beeves' efforts to finally get into the hundreds. Thank you.
0: He prioritized. I I appreciate it. I appreciate President Biden. Um, We'll let you down. And so, with that patriotic um, proclamation in mind, let's begin with 199 and let's begin with pavement. (laughs) This. Rolling Stone calls them the quintessential American independent rock band. And the no one else album, does. Slanted and enchanted is the quintessential indie rock album. Pavement is like Los Lobos. Or um, you know, other like no one likes them except Rolling Stone. Uh, I don't know
1: any pavement fans. I
0: neither do I. I don't even know anyone that's like, you know what, uh, you know what music I really should get into? Pavement. Um, and, and Rolling Stone goes crazy over them. What? I think they. Um, anyway, uh, Old Crow Medicine Show, you've got it wrong when it comes to pavement. This uh, none of their albums belong in the top 500. Uh, the less said about them, the better. Um, let's move on to 198. Here's a classic. Now this, now, this is a great, great album, and um, it's the B-52s' debut album, self-titled, uh, called The B-52s. I mean, this album has Planet Claire, 52 Girls. Uh, Planet Claire is awesome. Uh, Dance This Mess Around, uh, Rock Lobster, which is one of the all-time great songs. Lava. Lava's incredible. So, j- any album that starts off with those five songs is, is bona fide classic. Um, do you like this album?
1: Uh I don't really know it that well. I was looking I don't I mean, we'll have to have a run around check on this too, see what I said about it originally. You know, you know uh well, you know Rock Lobster. Of course,
0: and Planet Claire and Planet Claire. So, and you know lava. Once you hear it, you'll be like, hot lava. Jerry, our our friend uh Scott Oaken. When uh when Jerry Halava, our other friend Jerry Halava would come up to bat in factory softball, Oaken would be in the back going, hot lava. Uh, <laughs> uh, um but yeah, uh this album rules. Um and I 198 is is I think right on because it's like it's punk rock new wave, but it's also like they're crazy, and like no one else sounded like them. They had an approach to music that really nobody else had, you know with a guy talking and acting like
1: yeah, the famous improv warm up, yeah, hey, Fred Schneider <laughs> what are you doing hey, we were talking about that last week that warm up's my favorite.
0: I mean, can you imagine they're going, okay, here's our album for, here's our idea for a band. So we've got these songs, we've got these two uh, awesome singers and they'll sing like kind of and then I'll just come in and start going, hey! (laughs) That's
1: exactly how the meeting went.
0: (laughs) Doesn't that sound like a million seller? To their credit. Uh, Anyway, so 198 B52s. Great album. If you're not if you're not familiar with this album, I, I think it's one of it's one of my favorites. 197. Here's a band you may have heard of. They're called the Beatles.
1: Yes, I've heard of them.
0: Yes, they're quite good. Perhaps mm-hmm. if you haven't, if you're not familiar with this quartet from Liverpool, you should really check out this album, Meet the Beatles. This was their first American record. So this is not with the Beatles which is the UK version. This is meet the Beatles. So what they did was for any of you who don't know, for any uh, music fans out there that are uh, Philistines and have no idea what, uh, you know, um, you know, popular music is about meet the Beatles was their um, American uh was their American release and so they they packed it much more full of hits and i have to say you know everyone's like i only prefer the british uh albums but meet the beatles has the hits i mean you just can't deny that they 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 put the radio friendly um they put i saw her standing there i want to hold your hand um and you know and i'm sure that the uh, the the band was like what are you doing you just ruined our album but They know they dropped the covers and added Lennon McCartney tunes. I mean, you really can't argue with the logic. Um, And yes, while it's a bastardization of the of the Beatles of Lennon and McCartney's vision, probably.
1: I mean, it was really smart. I think.
0: I think it was too. Yeah, take those covers off. With the Beatles, uh, I don't know if you're a fan. I mean, as far as Beatles albums go. Um, I think with the Beatles is a lesser effort than please, please me. Um, and I, I think they just wanted to punch it up and plus they were going to the United States and they, they had to have more hits. So, and it was, it was, you know, kind of their introduction to the American listeners. And so even the title, like with the Beatles is kind of passive meet the Beatles is very, yeah. it, it announces them it's uh, sometimes the record label changes aren't the worst um so anyway uh but it's excellent um meet the beatles if the beat it's it's the beatles so uh if you're not familiar with them check it out we have done a few podcasts on them as well um mm-hmm. so um uh, from uh solo beatles to our 10 favorite beatles albums to uh, the recent Peter Jackson documentary, Get Back. Uh, those are all on our uh, Jag Bags page. So I invite you to check those out. Um, they're all, uh, they're a favorite band. So, and we're going to have another Beatles podcast upcoming where our friend Bruce Hollett will join us. And we're going to do Beatles versus the Stones. That's coming up in March.
1: That's going to be. Great- will be in the studio for that one.
0: Oh, that, you know what? That's going to be high tension because uh rest assured uh bruce will be coming in hot we've got to match his energy or he could just run roughshod right over us with his knowledge and facts anyway not afraid not afraid love it love it already this is like a blood sport um (laughs) we're gonna uh wind up uh our rolling stone section with two albums that are no way are they better than meet the beatles and um the first is uh album number 196 uh the album is called body talk by robin and um i love robin she's great uh there's no way this is a top 500 album i i just no no <laughs> no that's all I have to say on the matter. Uh, no, I think, it's, I think it's really good. And I love dancing on my own. That's a great, great song. Mm-hmm. Um, love that song. And it's very, uh, there's a lot of passion behind this record. And it's a great dance record too. Um, and uh, it, but like, I can think of, I'm, there's no way it's in, it belongs in the top 500. It's just not that good. Um, it's not better than Charday's diamond life. Let's just, let's just start with that. Um, and so many others. I, uh, I just think it's like slight, it's a slight record. It's fun with a little bit of, you know, pathos, but it's not top 500 album. I'll get in trouble with all the Robin fans. All the Robin fans are now the fans are coming in. Oh, Wade is like, uh, beef, there's a big crowd now that just has formed. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Ran around and shaking his head. Can I trade them um, for draft picks? Can I offer draft picks? <laughs> um, no, James, you can't. Get, get off that ladder. Uh, and finally, album 195, Leonard Cohen. Songs of Leonard Cohen. I, I would just like to read Rolling Stone's um, uh, little paragraph on this because it just makes my eyes bleed. Um, I think this is so pretentious.
1: It's salty. Ugh.
0: Leonard Cohen.
1: Baggers for three of the five today.
0: The Montreal poet had been publishing his books to literary acclaim for years. Oh, were you a poet in Montreal? yeah I, I I think Leonard Cohen is I, I he's one of the eternal mysteries of music. Um, you know, everyone says he's an amazing songwriter. I think Burt Backrack laps Leonard Cohen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they, they just it doesn't hold the candle to um, to and and uh, there'll be lots of fans that will just uh, I exp, i I expect the faxes to really come in from the angry. Uh, leonard cohen uh do you know leonard cohen fans i know a few i do yeah mm-hmm. i do know them. they're all very artistic yeah and, Uh they're smarter than i am so um wow so if you and so they will just say that's because i don't understand leonard cohen <laughs> oh, i guess i don't uh anyway those are my... Yeah, salty. as a, a salty uh, five. 60% salty. But I love the Beatles, and I love the B-52s. Let's focus on that.
1: Mm-hmm. 40% joy, 60% salt. Yeah, a lot of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, those are my top five. All righty. So let's finish it up with my 500 favorite albums. We're counting down 390 to 386 this week. Ooh. Again, I don't have one of the CDs. So Brad Underwood right now is listening to the <laughs> debut album of Mike and the Mechanics. Firing up his team. Came out in 1985.
0: Oh man, they are ready to kill after they listen to the Mike and the Mechanics solo
1: album. <laughs> I was laughing about this beat. So I picked this lyric. Here comes the night. Here comes the dreaming of you. Breathing your love in me. Here comes the night, night. Here comes the feeling. I've been waiting here for so long. I've been waiting here for so long. Do you know that song? Uh, Yeah, I think so. From the, yeah, I do. It's par avion. Yeah, yeah. And guess, I laughed so hard when I found this out. Guess what TV show this was featured on? Uh, um, here Comes
0: the Night TV show. It was
1: featured on an episode of a TV show. <laughs> One of your favorite actors is always yelling at me for not watching it.
0: Oh, it was, was it really on Miami Vice with the... Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh. Poor PMT. Yeah, I was laughing so hard. PMT is. Because I could have picked, I I didn't pick any of the three hits off the album. I picked that. So then I was reading about See, He's like, oh, you know the song that was in one of the episodes, but you can't watch the show. Oh, see, now
0: you've you've raised PMT's hopes again, because (laughs) he's like, he finally (laughs) understands the pathos and the layered complexities of Miami Vice. And soon he will watch the show, yeah. uh, any any day now, any day. Yeah. So it's it's PMT <laughs> playing the long game. We haven't talked about PMT in a while, so that <laughs> I'll have to. I'll uh, see what he's up to. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll 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 tell him to pay a visit on you. But see, every time you know you dash his hopes by through your small talk, and it was just uh, <laughs> where he asks if you're going to. Uh, watch his show, and then you ask him, you know, what he, what he thinks of the Chinese spy balloons. And, uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. So this this one, I I really like this album. This was my favorite of the five that we listened to this week. Actually, probably would have reversed the order if I would have listened to them all before I did the list.
0: I remember you've been always been a fan of the Micah Mechanics debut album.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's. It's funny because I read a review that basically said what I I did, that this is better than Living Years, which was mm-hmm. a bigger hit. Although yeah. this did really well. I mean, it had three hits, and I think, let's see. Yeah, Ooh, we Simon Running was number six on the yeah. charts, and All I Need is a Miracle was number five, and it got nominated for a grant. That was a huge, that was Everywhere on the radio. But Living Years, I think, was like number one and was inescapable. Yeah, but this album was better than that one. And I had both of them. And Taken In was the other hit. I just wish Paul Carrick sang every song.
0: I was going to say, you know, they really... a great singer. They missed their... Uh, that's a McCartney-esque kind of tune, Taken In.
1: Yeah. And... I remember I saw him in concert and Paul Carrick wasn't there. It was Paul Young, who's fine, but he's not Paul Carrick. Right. Paul Young's pretty great. Paul Carrick singing Silent Running is a lot better than Paul Young singing Silent Running. Paul Carrick, I'll listen to almost anything. I've listened to a lot of Squeeze and Paul Carrick solo. So you almost wish he would have just invested in them full time, even though I love this album. Yeah. But you wish like he would have just stayed with them the whole time right right and some of this stuff was i guess a couple of songs on this album were leftovers from genesis and mike rutherford had to ask for permission (laughs) he's like Uh, hey uh, phil tony and they're like yeah go ahead we don't like those songs anyways (laughs) i'm sorry i called you little phil i'm very sorry
0: (laughs) could I I please have that song?
1: Yeah, I love it. It did very well. My next one is also Genesis related.
0: Oh, I had this album
1: on tape, on cassette. Yeah, and I thought I was, I actually thought this was later than it was, but it was 1982. I thought it was closer to mid or late 80s. The album is
0: called Bill Collins hello i must be going right for those of you who cannot uh,
1: yeah yeah and it's i can see through these walls i can hear it when they're fooling around i can hear through these walls in the dark with the shades pulled down and i guess face value i thought this was his divorce album i guess face value was right and he said something like well i'm happier in this one maybe a little bit I mean you can't hurry loves on here. But there's stuff like why can't it wait till morning? Don't let them steal your heart away. That's okay. I mean there's still a lot of uh angst. Do You Know and Do You Care? Do you know Do You Care? <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. And yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> isn't exactly a lighthearted round. Jam. That's a jam. Yeah. It's it's I don't think there's a clunker on no album. I think uh, I, I have a couple more Phil Collins albums on this list, and they have at least one song I don't like. I like every song in there, even West Side, which is an instrumental. Yep, I think that, that's good. So the other
0: big hit on there was I cannot believe it's true. Yeah, that's a that's a good one.
1: It's a, it's a really good album. Horn section. I don't care anymore. You almost think that was a bigger hit, but it really wasn't. It made the top forty, but like 39 barely got in you can't hurry love hit number 10 yep i remember hearing that all the time and this is, this is yeah like i said this is his second album hit number eight on the u.s charts yeah yeah I used, to, I used to listen to this a lot i mean it's another one of these when you put it back on you're like oh i know all these songs yeah kind of like ben Foles last week right but really really good it's it's funny how you're like oh I could fix this list again <laughs> like yeah. I'm done I could go back and all right this should have been further down this should have been further up <laughs> my next one this is the band I usually call the rule of rules and it's War Paint oh yeah these guys jam this is great. This came out in 2008. Cut a rusty engine out of sawdust town. Better deal with the man who shook them all down. So put a little grease on my axle now. Yeah, (laughs) that's all you need in a rock song, beef. That's all you need. (laughs) These These guys are rock stars. Pastries that uh, James Wade handed to him through the window. By the way, going back to the Super Bowl for a little bit,
0: I like the Rockstars commercial where Ozzy is sitting at the Cubicle. <laughs> <going>, oh <laughs> Oswald. 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 That was good. That
2: was
0: I good. died laughing. Oswald and Oswald. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Where Paul where Paul Stanley like sticks his head into the conference room and then kind of like slowly retreats. <laughs> Got an eye
1: on you. Hilarious. <laughs> I like Paul Stanley's good on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. Oh really? Yeah. He seems like a normal guy, despite the rock starness.
0: Yeah, they didn't get much more rock star than Paul Stanley.
1: Yeah. But this one, right away you put it on. And Goodbye Daughters of the Revolution comes on. This is underappreciated, Black Rose. I, I feel like, yeah.
0: I mean they just kept doing what they did and kind of the world went away from them but they just kept
1: well I guess I guess kept it jamming. Did, it did pretty well it did, but no one talks about this album it was number five on the charts I was surprised to hear that hmm. and they even released a live version of it I, I had no idea they did that either and this totally feels it's totally you can hear the Rolling Stones influences on this one there's a song called moving on down the line. Like if you closed your eyes, you might think it's a stone song, right? Then Oh, Josephine and evergreen. Just, just a great album. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, I, I I don't, I, I'd be willing
0: to say the black crows have made no bad albums. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) which others would say they make the same album over and over again. I don't and think there's so There's an element of There's an element of truth Not really But
1: I don't I, think there's Because if they're the same I wouldn't listen to them You would stop after Shake your money maker If that was true mm-hmm. But I don't think there's like a Crazy variety But it's not So repetitive That you're like Okay I've heard this already You know what you're getting I mean it's solid rock Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this cover is crazy got like you know a skeleton on a horse and- i mean <laughs> yeah rock and roll yeah it's better than the album
0: cover of amorica which i was like oh my <laughs> when that came i was like oh dear. subtle <laughs>
1: yeah well, we'll have, i think i have definitely one maybe two more black rose albums on this list oh good so we'll talk more black crows in the future. I love me some black crows. Yeah. Now this one is your favorite SNL sketch artist. Uh, there you go. By, it's
2: Full of blues,
0: but not SNL characters. Right. So <laughs> I will continue to bring this up the rest <laughs> of your life.
1: Came out in nineteen seventy-eight. Well, a wish sandwich is the kind of sandwich where you have two slices of bread and you wish you had some meat. Bow 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 bow. bow, bow, bow. What's smart about this album is they got a great band behind them. Oh my god. They recorded yeah. it live. Right. In all the years I've listened to this, I didn't realize it was recorded live. They opened, this was, Steve Martin was the headliner. Did you know that? They recorded this when they were opening for Steve Martin, when Steve Martin was the, at the height of his stand-up, stand-up career. career. Yeah. What a yeah. show to see. The Blues Brothers opening for Steve Martin. Yeah. And just professional musicians and Belushi and Ackroyd, I think, both at the heights of their talent. Like Mm -hmm. most people, wouldn't be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try to be a blues singer." I mean, (laughs) I mean, Belushi just like, "Let's just let's just do it." And Ackroyd, I think, was the big fan. I think Ackroyd's one who pushed for this the most.
0: I think that Belushi got into the Chicago history of it too, because he's from. Yeah, he was from the area. Yeah, and yeah, it's from Wheaton. Yeah, so he, I mean, but wanted to be like a, you know, old-timey Chicago guy.
1: And uh, so he, he could play the part as well. Yeah, we played this a lot growing up. So I felt like it deserved its place on the list. Everyone did. This was a huge album. Yeah. And let's see, three and a half million copies. Yeah. Number one album. Soul Man was a top forty hit, and so is Hey, not Hey Bartender. Soul Man and Rubber Biscuit, Rubber Biscuit, was top forty. Yeah, I like Hey Bartender. I can't turn you loose. Uh, almost, I got everything I need. Almost. Yeah, I mean, all, bands- all came like I said. Just all came back to me. That's that's the fun of doing this. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I listened to it. But I was like, okay, all right. I'm glad it's on the list. Yeah, and all it, it, you gotta give them credit for the balls to do this. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The pull and, it I off. mean,
0: that could have that could have sounded like a bad karaoke album. So yeah, they, yeah. They pulled it off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, I guess, I really, really smart how they went about and did that. Very much so. All right, and to finish up, number three eighty six, number ten. Upping Street by Big Audio Dynamite.
0: Oh yes, I am uh this is a good album. Very good album. It is.
1: 1986. There's never been a brainwave at the radio station. Old idea from the Woodstock generation. Calling all the kids from across the nation. In some, it brings out love, in others, termination. That's come on every beatbox, which is the first song on the album. Yes. I
0: would first have thought three. that would have been on Miami Vice instead of Mike and the Mechanics.
1: That yeah. <laughs> <It> was so <laughs> <laughs> What a coincidence. It's good stuff. But I mean it starts out right away. right It's got Come on Every Beat Box to be on the pale, then build the law, dial the hitmans on later, but First three songs right away just grabbed you. And I thought, I was like, man, I thought this album did better than it did, but it really didn't do that great. Even though they kept going, I think they had at least six albums. Yeah. And they didn't really have a big hit until 91 when yeah. that Rush song came out, but they stuck yeah. with it. I think just because. And, and I think they were pretty popular. Clash did so well. Yeah, I think they're pretty popular in the UK. Yeah, here they didn't do that great. I feel like maybe I heard this. Maybe this was an XRT band. That's how I heard about it. Right. I liked it. Yeah, because I I played this a lot. And Mick Jones from The Clash, lead singer, and then Joe Strummer produced, I think, half the album. I think I thought Joe Strummer was in the band, but he actually just produced stuff in it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. They didn't want to do The Clash anymore. Because they just were like, this, it's too big for us. We don't wanna be like the Beatles, or we just, we wanna uh, keep doing music and not deal with the fame kind of ahead of their time in that way. So they purposely like just broke up the clash, but kept making music together under a different name where they could manage it
1: better. (laughs) No, <laughs> but it's funny that they turn into they're like, all right, let's be an alternative dance band. I mean, you know, but that's where, that's where it was
0: going. It was yeah. kind of moving away from, from punk rock and into dance. So they were kind of following that trend.
1: Yeah. No, I like it. And I like, yeah. I don't remember if I put this is big audio dynamite on here or not, but I like that album too. Oh yeah. And V 13 that was the other song they released up here. I think it was Come On Every Beach Box" and V13. Because I thought it was going to be a big hit, but it wasn't. Right. But it, I mean, I like it. I yeah. guess. No, I was very sophisticated. But... Well, we've always said that about you. <laughs> I was like, this is
0: good music. People. Overall sophistication and uh, as evidenced by your love of Burt Bacharach. Right. Uh, as well as big audio dynamite. Uh Philip Michael Thomas has faxed me now and said, you know, do you think he will start watching Miami Vice? And see, see what you do, Ben? Because now I am like, oh, PMT, would did you have money on the Eagles to win this? It's That's what he does mind.
1: to you. That's
0: what he does
1: to you.
0: Yeah, he's needy. He's needy. A little needy. Um
1: I'm a little surprised. I went five for five, to be with you today. Uh why? I, I generally yeah, I thought I thought you might object to one of them. I thought I, I I've, I've had a pretty
0: good success record. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't hold back my opinions, but I think for the most part, I usually usually get three or four out of five. Yeah, I don't think you've ever gone zero
1: for five once. No, 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 no. It hasn't been that bad. No, um, you have got well, two too outraged You even listen to Nick Gilder, so I'll give you credit for that.
0: Oh, thanks. Oh Thank you so much. <laughs> I have passed your test. Uh, uh, any uh, anything else before we uh, before we get out of here? The, no,
1: for the no, evening? I gotta I gotta go back to the liquor box because Nicholson said come back. Text, that's all he texted me was <laughs> Nic- come back. <laughs> Nichol- Nicholson is a machine. <laughs> so ah, uh, all yes. right, beef, I'm gonna take off. Okay,
0: uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> please check us out. We're on. Uh, Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. (laughs) Please uh, drop us a line. Uh, Please subscribe to us. We're available on any uh, platform where fine podcasts are found. Come and uh, suggest a show topic for us. If we pick it, we will send you a Jag Bags t shirt. That's all we feel like saying tonight because we're going back to Liquor Box (laughs) to continue the party.
1: Let me get an Uber.
0: Yep. When we're getting into the Uber right now, so when you're right, re- and Wade, I'm, Wade's coming too. He's oh, getting yeah. off of his ladder. I have uh, questions
1: for
0: him, so that's good. Okay, good. He, uh, when you're ready, listen. Put a little jag bags in your ear, Wade.